Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host. Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey Nocho Prano. Cracking that delicious Miller Lite here on a Sunday evening, Mr. Andy Ruther. Wasn't the best crack. Mr. Andy Ruther. Wasn't the best crack. I mean, it's now, it went from being a closed beer that is unable to drink to an open beer that is able to be drinking. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty good crack to me. I'll give you a good crack. Got a couple sprays on the carpet that I just vacuumed, FYI. Well, good news. The vacuum picked up particles of dust and dirt, and the uh, beer soaked right in, and it's unable to be vacuumed, so no harm, no foul there. (laughs) I will say, Aaron comes right in, takes the shoes right off. Joe does not give a fuck. Won't do it ever one time. Why? Why? (laughs) I'm I'm not comfortable being fucking shoeless guy on the podcast. But now, if I didn't have a podcast and I said shoes off, what would be the rule? Uh, like, how well, would you handle the rule? If you were a shoes off guy, yeah, I'd be like, "What are you Asian?" That'd probably be my first thing. Interesting. And then, and then also, because um, most you, of my family is shoes off. Yeah, you're like if you're if you you know you were just talking about. You know, you're, you might be looking at a loft in the smut studio in, in Savage Town. You might be upgrading. Now, if you went to a loft and you had hardwood floors and you had a little fucking shoe nook by your door and you said, hey, it's a shoe off apartment, I'd be like, okay. And then maybe I'd even keep a pair of like, uh, you know, non-outdoor shoes at the smut studio for, for podcasts. But this floor has had homeless crackheads on it and you have never cleaned it and I am not about to just walk around here certainly not about to walk around here barefoot well both of those saying but what it, what you just said is 100% false I'm calling fake news there, what crackheads have been here what, didn't you have the homeless crackhead that you and Josh were like this girl's gonna be living here now she doesn't have a home she asked if she could shower here it's, it was not a crackhead first of all and she's she, a regular old white homeless person in she, Los Angeles she was Native American for the oh, record okay so her land was stolen. She's hitting that peace pipe all day. Secondly, the carpet has been cleaned. As you know, the mayor deep cleaned it in January. The mayor has joined Twitter, by the way. This is fascinating news. Is he on as the mayor? The underscore mayor? He's L. Ron, E-L. Ron, R-O-N, mayor. His is first that, Is his, that a shout out to L. Ron Hubbard? I don't know what he's doing. His first tweet was so weird. And then he had to explain it to me. At is the this po- an L. Rose Hubbard like, uh, uh, like parody account? I, I don't know what he's doing, but he thought he was funny creating that. And his first tweet was a Lolita joke. I go, dude, that's such a deep dive. No one's going to get it. And he goes, yeah, that's my humor. Well, welcome. Is his avatar a picture of Gary Carter? <laughs> 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 Gary Carter and his Dodger days should be. The mayors. Shout out to the mayor, though. He has a birthday tomorrow or today when this comes out. On Shout audio. out to the mayor. Happy birthday, mayor. 
Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't set up pool volleyball today. The Keys we- to the city. The weather has not uh, not been too kind for us down here. Yeah, well, the sun came out for a bit today and it was glorious. But Forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. In between, yeah. I like it like that. I like it overcast. I like June gloom. Ah, no, I don't. Ready well, to bronze so. my body. See, you're a, you're an Italian man. You always have a nice, good, steady tan. I was out yesterday. Sun was out yesterday. I laid on the beach for an hour. Fell asleep. Did you? Yeah. Because I went at three o'clock and it was so goddamn windy, I couldn't handle it. Time did I go out to the beach yesterday? Right around then, three thirty, and literally laid down, fell asleep. I couldn't. The Lakers news. I just, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, that was that was happening while, like, I think that was, I think I saw it when I woke up. Yeah. Are we gonna start there? How can we not start with the NBA Finals? Sure. We'll we have a new. The, let's start with the NBA Finals. The NBA champions are. You definitely know who it is. The Toronto Raptors, the first ever Canadian NBA Finals champ. I mean, was there like a the first ever non-United States champion back in the day? Like Toronto, fucking didn't win one, or like Montreal, the Montreal fucking dude. There was no whatever. NBA teams until the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Raptors. Is that true? Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations to the Raptors. I'm very happy because uh, the Warriors have not won. And also, the Ruther curse at this point. Undefeated. I mean, sad that it, like, the form that it has to take now. Yeah, it's Where bad. it's, like, attacking people's ligaments. Great players. Like, Kevin Durant. Like, the Ruther curse. So, basically, for the Ruther curse to be held true this year, for the... Warriors, you predicted the Warriors to win the NBA championship. Of course, then cursing them. But for you, for that to hold, you had to essentially ruin the NBA for next year. Like, you've taken out Clay, You've taken out KD. I mean, this is aggressive. Yeah, I feel bad about that. I mean, does it go that. back as far as LeBron? You're up on the this Lakers team is going to the conference finals this year. LeBron I hurt. I was. You're right. So were you, though. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, but I didn't know I was going up against the curse. Yeah. Brandon Ingram starting the All-Star game next year, is that safe to say, in New Orleans? No. Brandon Ingram was hot trash. Lonzo Ball was hot trash. Have fun down in New Orleans. These guys are hot trash. We'll get to them in a minute, though. Let's, Let's wrap up the NBA Finals talk. Dude, first of all, to what you're saying, I feel bad. I I don't want to be ruining all time greats like Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. That's not my goal with the curse here. I'm not trying to do that. In the words of Barry McCockin, a tough scene. Yeah, tough scene. What you're doing to these people? It's a real tough scene. It was uh, it was a tough scene. We watched the clinching game at Andy Laz's Laz Lair, and uh, as we all know, he's sorry for your troubles, Andy Lazarus. Uh, he's a big Warriors fan. It was tough, tough scene over there. Wow. Swearing in front of children. Jesus Christ. I, I, we had to basically leave the backyard and the it went into um it went into his living room. Yeah. Because it was a, a real tough scene out on the patio. It was very hostile. Yeah, it was aggressive. Angry, a lot of yelling. Not Again, there was there was children around. I went out at one point during the fourth fourth quarter and uh it was it was a close game, and I said, uh, "Andy, um, uh, I love you, and I'm rooting for the Warriors to win because I want to see a game seven. And then I walked away, 
And as I was going back to the house, I said out loud to myself, I said, you lied, but it's okay in this situation. <laughs> like I absolutely lied to him. I was not rooting for them, but I just wanted, I wanted to th- put out an olive branch of peace because I didn't want to be in the other room rooting against his team when yeah. they lost and he snapped. Yeah. And well, he uh, snapped on me. You missed all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was avoiding the outside during when it got into crunch time. I was being pretty quiet, and then I don't know at what juncture of the game he was mad about what he deemed a foul call, and after they had basically, it was the same kind of call that could have gone against the Raptors, didn't, and then it didn't go against the Warriors. And I said, it's the same call, and he turned around in front of everybody and said, shut the fuck up, Ruther. The last great player from Cincinnati was Oscar Robertson. Your team hasn't done shit in basketball. Fuck you. Fuck Skyline Chili. Again, there are children around watching all this. And just unleashes on my entire city. And I just said, what does my city have to do with that wasn't a foul? And he goes, everything. And then I said, well, I'm going to follow Prano inside because... uh, I, don't I mean, know. he was—it it was a tense scene. He was drinking a lot of tequila. Yes. he was making us delicious burgers and oh, yeah. sausages. Great host. Yeah, it was an incredible time. Uh, but it was—it was definitely a tough scene. Again, as Andy has said so many times on this show and on Dirty Slides, since Kevin Durant snake slid through the slithered through the grass to join the seventy-three win Warriors. Sorry for your troubles, Andy Laz. Sorry for your troubles. Well. Clay was having a phenomenal game. And it sucks because he goes down in the third quarter. And basically, Steph, you guys are going to say we're sick of hearing this, but we got to discuss it. Steph could not do it all by himself. I believe, we might have to bring Aaron in on this. I believe he was one of six in the fourth quarter, one of four from threes. Steph is now, this stat blew my mind that they put up. Steph is now 0 of 9 in, was it game? Oh, it, was, it was 0 of 7 before that shot. It was 0 of 8. Right. It was 0 of 7, then he made 0 of 8. Yeah, he made it 0 of 8. Or is he now 0 of 9? He's 0 of 8. So he's 0 of 8 in NBA playoffs behind or go-ahead shot. Does that make sense? Game-tying or go-ahead shots with under 20 seconds left to go in the playoffs. He's never made one. No. That's a scary stat. I mean, we mock about everybody saying clutch. You couldn't be more unclutch. You haven't made a shot. So it showed. He just, he can't do it all on his own. I don't blame him. It's a team game. Right. And, uh, you know, again, I'll say it for the millionth time in a row. Steph is an incredible player, but Steph is a a cog in the wheel. Yeah. Steph is a piece of the Warriors machine. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say it for the 50th time. Jerry West is undefeated. They put together a fantastic roster. They built an incredible team. I am the one who said they were going to win a championship. Mark Jackson was coaching that team into the ground. And they got anybody but Mark Jackson. They won a championship. They won three in four. They they've been to the they've been to five straight finals. Um, they are a great roster. And when they added Kevin Durant, they became an all time. When they had Kevin Durant, especially the first year they won, they're the best roster 
that's ever been put together. Yeah. Stop it with the 90-whatever Bulls. Stop it with the Lakers team. Stop it, stop it, stop it. It's They had all these guys who are incredible in their own right. Then they added an all-time player in Kevin Durant. And what has to be talked about is Kevin Durant is a guy who can get buckets on his own, no doubt about it. We've like, said that. But there's, but there's no stopping Kevin Durant taking yeah. a shot. There is stopping Steph Curry taking yeah. a shot, getting a good shot. Sure. That's the great thing about Kevin Durant, about LeBron James, about Michael Jordan. The the size, the elevation, all that. You can't if Kevin Durant wants to shoot over you, he's going to he's seven feet yeah. tall. And he's why he's incredible is yeah. he can make that shot the majority of the time or, you know, a good majority of the time. Steph has always been a the best player prior to Kevin Durant joining that on a an incredible team. Well, here's the stat. Same as Kevin. Steve, by the way, same as Steve Kerr. All here's these the guys are parts stat. of it. I was actually right. It's potential go-ahead field goal attempt in playoffs. The final 24 seconds of fourth quarter or overtime since 2001. He is now 0 of 9. So it's the final 24 seconds. So the sh- the the thing they showed in. Uh the, the stat they flashed during the game was last 20 seconds, so that might, must have added one more shot, and they're some, somewhere between 20 and 24 seconds. Yeah. So, regardless... Yeah, because think about it, the end of the finals game when they had Kevin Love on him, and he g- couldn't get a good shot off. It's like, it, it's very hard to guard Steph Curry running off of screens the whole game, running off of screens the whole season. It's tough. But when you know that a 6-1 guard is going to take the final shot you're gonna at yeah. least get a hand near him you're right this he's is, not going to get that separation this is where his height comes into play and here's one last stat as far as Steph in the fourth quarter Steph during the fourth quarter of this finals shot 34.6 percent and 16.7 percent from threes guys those are bad numbers there's there's no other way to look at it and again, I don't. We're going to move on. This isn't just going to turn into a shit on Steph parade. But, but the, it's not. But those are it's, just it's bad only a shit numbers. on Steph parade. If you're in the Joe DeShow, Le- the legend camp, where you're fucking arguing that Steph Curry is an elite scorer, an all-time dominant player, a one of a kind. Like he's not that. He's never been that. He'll never be that. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that we were saying, and I said it, and you were like arguing that I said something otherwise. I've said he's a top 20 player of all time. He'll finish a top 15 player of all time. But the reason he will never be a top five player of all time or a top eight player of all time is because he's not, he doesn't have that ability. He doesn't have the ability to say, no one else is here with me. Clay's hurt. Katie's hurt. I can take over this game because here's the thing. The people that are arguing, well, he was double teamed and he was triple teamed. Yeah, that's the point. He was double teamed and triple teamed, and that's why he shoots 34% and 16% and has made fucking none of them is because double team LeBron James all you want. He's 6'9", 285, but he's incredible. There's a lot of 6'9", 285 guys or 6'9", 265 guys in the NBA. Not all of them are point guards. There's a lot of fucking seven feet tall players in the NBA. Not all of them are shooting guards like Kevin Durant. That's why these guys are great. They do at their size things that other players smaller than them can't do and other things that players that are bigger than them can't yeah. do. 
Seven footers don't shoot like Kevin Durant. Seven, six foot nine players don't pass and dribble like LeBron James. This is why they are all fucking timers. Magic Johnson is a six nine point guard. That's why he's an all fucking timer. Like this is it. Yeah. And Steph Curry is incredible. He's the greatest shooter of all time. His shooting numbers alone and what he's been able to do as a shooter put him in an all-time player category. He has two MVPs. He was the best player on one championship team that played against LeBron James with Della Vidova and Timofey Mozgov. And when all is said and done, everybody that ever said this Warriors team went out and got Kevin Durant because they knew they couldn't beat LeBron James without him. Was right. Every team that's everybody that said Steph Curry needs Kevin Durant to win a championship was right. They're right. And 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 that doesn't take anything away from fucking Steph Curry. Scotty Pippen's a top whatever player of all time. Needed Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's a top whatever player of all time. Needed Scotty Pippen. Yeah. This is the way it goes. Team game. You need you need more than one. But the bottom line is even look at the Raptors. Yeah. Like, look at that final game. Guys, Kawhi didn't have, like, a, an amazing final game. Kyle Lowry went off. Siakam had 20-plus points. Uh, Fred Van Fleet was, like, the fucking... Van Fleet had 20-plus points. I'm just saying, like, the Raptors played a team game, and it all came together with one star. And that's what you need... Do you see, am I wrong in this comparison, do you see any similarities with the Mavs 2011 This as far as guys playing well, coming together, Look, shooting he, shots when they need to, here, being clutch when they need to? Here's the, thing, here's the thing about this Raptors team. This Raptors team was the one seed last year. Yeah. Okay? The Raptors team is the one seed last year. They add an elite player in Kawhi, a top whatever player in the league, six, five, six player in the league. Yeah. Okay. They add, they add him to the one seed. Then they go out and they get Marcus all. Then they go out and they get Siakam to fucking step up his game to just comp- continue to improve as a player. Ibaka to know his role. Van Fleet. Like they were already building there. Yeah. And then they not only did they add Kawhi, but again, Gasol, like you can't take away what Gasol did in this, like just being big in the middle, his ability to shoot threes, yeah. his veteran leadership. Great like, addition. These guys are all like being added to a team that was built already. Yeah. Like everybody always talks about, you know, oh, the super team this, the super team that. This forget super team, superstars, super whatever. You're taking a, a, a solid team, and you're just simply upgrading DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, that's it. That's the difference. And spoiler, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors, but Kawhi Leonard said this is something they could build on. If he leaves, bye. You're not contending. If Kawhi Leonard leaves, the Toronto Raptors, this was their their thing. The end. Bottom line. Yeah. Don't. Convince yourselves that you're a fucking dynasty waiting to happen because if Kawhi Leonard leaves, it's over. Yeah, it all hinges on Kawhi. Vince Carter, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. That will be, like, the Vince Carter meme will ha- have never felt worse for a Toronto Raptors fan to see than if Kawhi Leonard leaves. Now, maybe 
Like we said, they retire his jersey this summer. They, or they tell him that they're going to retire the jersey coming next year and that he's going to be a part of the ownership group and that uh, they're putting him on the Mount Rushmore of Toronto sports. That, you know, he's going to, they're getting Joe Carter's jersey from the Hall of Fame and he's going to be able to wear it around as a fucking t shirt. That Drake is naming the next album Kawhi Leonard and he stays. Well, now we have a conversation about the Toronto Raptors and going forward and what that means for the NBA in 2020. But do not kid yourselves. This is not anything other than having the one seed, having a great team, slightly upgrading your coach, although Nick Nurse was a fucking debacle for two straight games with his timeout usage, and adding Kawhi Leonard. And congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. It was uh, it was fun for me to watch personally. I, I just enjoyed again the whole Canadian thing was kind of such a new thing to have them because again we talked about it. Like, do they go to the White House? No, that's not how it works, right? They're not an American team. It's only American teams, right? I mean, I would assume like I would assume why would they get invited to the White House? Yeah, if they do, that's dumb because first of all, of all the like the NBA teams aren't. No one wants to go see Trump anyway. He's like, you're invited. I know, you don't, I know you're not from here, but here's the good news. You're not filled with rapists. You're not filled with thieves, so there is no wall. Come on down. I can't come up there because I have a DUI, but come on down and come to the White House. They're going to be like, nah, we're good. We're, we're good cool. Yeah. We're cool. Well, the Kawhi we- Leonard's going to be like. <laughs> oh, the Kawhi Leonard videos are they're yeah. incredible. Yeah. Have you seen them? Like some of them? Yeah. The partying and then did you see the one in Las Vegas at the pool? No. Everybody's partying at the pool. There's just, you know, hot girls and scantily clad, bikinis dancing. He's in, like, the corner of a tent just sitting there. Like, not even in the sun. Good. Good for him. Dude, he, he, his, his whole, like, the, not the word legacy, but his whole, like, this whole shtick is so funny to me. When he, but it's not a shtick, obviously. When he forgot his, did you see when he forgot his MVP trophy? Yeah. I've never seen someone, show as little enthusiasm after winning his second finals MVP for a country that's never had a title. Yeah. The whole thing is wild. Do we want to hear, I think we need to put on the headphones, do we want to hear from, you definitely know who it is? Sure. Now, it was... Uh, like you definitely know who it is. It's not the best call quality. Just, oh, good God. No, hold on. I'm just giving everybody a heads up but there's like a beeping. I don't know what that is. Uh, but we have to play it. And so for people who don't know, newer Dirtballs, this kid, no lie, has been calling into the show since 2015 about the Toronto Raptors winning an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. I don't even know his name. Do you know what he's at on Twitter? No. I'd love to give him a shout out. I don't know. But this is, uh, you definitely know who it is calling into the show to, uh, you know, go. what's the term? Gloat a little? Sure. About uh, the Raptors winning it. Andrew Ruther and Joseph Prano. You definitely know who it is. Straight out of Canada, home of the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. I'm straight off of the greatest two-month stretch of my life. I hope you guys saw me right in the middle of Jurassic Park, Game 6, holding up a Barry McCockiner sign, which he later tweeted out if you, if you go to his Twitter. You know, I went to some games. I talked... 
Well, first of all, I'm going to stop it for a second. Why aren't you holding up a dirty sports sign, you asshole? Yes, are you are you is are you getting a lot of airtime on Barry McCockner's the Macacapod or whatever the fuck he calls it? I mean, come on, seriously, we don't even know we don't even know what Barry uh, look like. We like Barry, obviously, comes on the show. We don't even know what he looks like. Anyway, continue. Talked to some players. I had a great two weeks here at the finals. Um, I'm not going to make you guys apologize, even though you probably should, for all those years of making fun of the eventual NBA champions. You know, you did say firing Dwayne Casey was done. And you, you said a lot of things. Hold on. Pause it again. Pause day, it again. Pause it again. Pause it again. Pause it again. Pause it again. Why can't these people, like, this is what's wrong with the internet. Why can't people just, uh, like, appreciate what happened? Nick Nurse fucking embarrassed himself. For, for the last two finals games, he was taking timeouts like when he was like needed water. It's like, coach, you could just go over and get water. You don't need a timeout for water. I feel like, like the, the Nick Nurse hate is a little unwarranted. The one game. Are he, you serious? Yeah, hold on. Dude, first of all, hold, are you kidding me? Hold on. First hold on of, a second. He blew. He almost blew. No, no, hold on. He almost blew the series with his timeout in game five. Almost blew the series. I don't with his timeout in game five. That, that one I'm not giving him a pass on. Okay. In game six. What did he do in game in six? In game six, he calls there's two timeouts left. He calls a timeout, useless timeout, for absolutely no reason. Then they ha- they have to inbound the ball down whatever fucking however many points at the end. And Kyle Lowry has to call a timeout because he can't get it inbounded. And now they have zero timeouts left to go in the game. So when Danny Green gets trapped at half court. He has no timeouts left. He throws the ball out of bounds. All right. First Nick of all, Nurse is a fucking debacle. All right. All Dwayne right. Case. That, that's not on Nick Nurse. Danny Green throwing an errant pass no. to Siakam. L- leaving no fucking timeouts for your team. How, how about Steve Kerr? Are we blaming Steve Kerr for not having any timeouts left at the end of their game when three guys called the timeout? The three man, tr- Chris Weber at the end of the game to technical save a fucking timeout and get five Joe, of them. I feel like you're overcritical at times. I'll just. Be oh, honest. my God. All I'm saying is have a timeout in in a game in a in an NBA final series where every game has come down to the final possession. Maybe hang on to one. All right. Well, Maybe hang on to one. I like also Nick, I like Nick Nurse. Okay, great. You want to fuck Nick Nurse? Great. Nick Nurse is awesome. Do we agree that fucking Dwayne Casey was a first seed in the East last year and the only difference to this team is Kawhi Leonard? And Marcus All and adding all the players did. Are we actually thinking that you take the one seed that he did last year and that he couldn't have bumbled his way to through Clay Thompson getting hurt and Kevin you're, Durant you're getting hurt? So worked up. I don't know. I don't know if All right, I'm just saying you wanna call in and you wanna fucking throw shots during your gloat call? Have some shit to back it up. Dwayne I'm not I'm not about to hand Dwayne Casey and fucking Nick Nurse. Or Nick Nurse, the coach of the year, and shit on Dwayne Casey right now because Dwayne Casey lost to LeBron James in the playoffs last year without Kawhi Leonard. Man, 43 seconds into the call, this thing's already off the rails. All right, let's try to finish this. NBA champs, I feel like you two have kind of seen me grow up, and I just want to say thank you, and I really just feel very, 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 very badly about how terrible your sports teams are. The parade is tomorrow, just getting ready for it now. You know, hopefully the original 30 sports Canadian legend, Jacob Faith, gets his own float. Let's go Raptors. Condoms are for everybody not from the country of Canada. Uh, we, we may have cheered for KD, but at least we're not Philly fans, as Prano would say. And by the way, Steph Curry has zero finals MVPs. Goodbye, boys. Go Raptors. Thanks for all the motivation those years. See? It's like you can't even you can't even do it. That I mean, 
that call was like the waving goodbye to KD of phone calls. I hope Ke- I hope Kawhi Leonard leaves, and I hope you go back to being a fucking debacle of a franchise. All right. Well, we know who he is. I, I just see in the YouTube comment section. It's at JG567 on Twitter. J-A-Y-G567 on Twitter. You definitely know who it is. I think at JG567 on Twitter is a Kawhi Leonard photo. By the way, this was great about Prano. This this shows how when we don't close the window, I just got a text from the mayor. He said, I'm detailing my car in my spot. His spot is not close out the window. And I can hear Joe yelling. (laughs) He can hear you all the way. Let's close that window then. No, 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 no. We're fine. We're fine. We're not going to yell anymore. What do you mean? We don't know when you're going to go off. You, you have this hatred for Nick Nurse. I have no hatred for Nick Nurse. I have no hatred for Nick Nurse. But don't, don't, don't say that I, I, my basketball knowledge has been exposed by saying you shouldn't get rid of the coach of the one seed because you go on to win the NBA Finals when we all, when it's fully covered that the difference is that you got the a former NBA Finals MVP and a top six players to replace DeMar DeRozan, fucking two-point shooting wizard who has never been a fucking elite player in the NBA. You replaced DeMar DeRozan on the one seed with Kawhi Leonard. That's the difference. Take your Nick Nurse hat and shove it up your ass. I mean, but was he really saying that this is all because of Nick Nurse? No. He's saying... So then what are we getting all worked up he's about? He's saying that I'm wrong, saying it was wrong to fire the ones. Like, this has not been proven. This is not This is not firing Mark Jackson and hiring Steve Kerr. All this has proven is Nick Nurse was the guy who had Kawhi Leonard and also wasted timeouts r- uh, egregiously Man. throughout the NBA Finals. You know, also took his team from an 0-2 deficit. I'm just saying. Like, like I'm not I'm not ready to shit. I'm, I am nowhere near where you are on the... Nick Nurse is dog shit train. I've not said Nick Nurse is dog shit. You I've basically sa- just did. No. I'm I'm also I don't fucking I don't hand out coach of the year awards to guys because they have the fucking best team. The same way I refused to for Steve Kerr, who by the way was also exposed in this series for never hanging on to a single timeout. I'm not ready to say the same thing about Steve Kerr either. Oh, but you're ready to do it about fucking Andy Reid. How many years do we have to watch guys bumble through timeouts before we then decide that they're a complete and total joke? Well, Andy Reid has done it for years. Yeah, so Steve Kerr. He just hasn't been fucking exposed. I don't know about that. Okay. Suddenly, he's playing close games. Suddenly, mismanaging the end of those close games. What are the fucking chances? I just find it ironic that you you will never say a bad thing about D'Antoni uh, even though he's never even made it to a finals. Right. It's almost like I'm judging guys by what they're able to do with the talent that they have instead of what instead of what they aren't able to do with the lack of talent they have. Well, D'Antoni went against D'Antoni is the only the Warriors without Kevin Durant and he lost every fucking game. He lost every game? He lost one game after that. Literally one How game. How many games did Durant miss? Literally one game. Game seven. He got hurt in game six. They didn't play seven games this year. He got they, in the elimination game. He missed the elimination game. Then I then, but that's my point. And but 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 you're and now you're judging Mike D'Antoni because he made James Harden the MVP. Are you judging Mike D'Antoni that he wasn't able to beat the Warriors team with the Oklahoma City Thunder's six man as what, his best player? What I'm what I'm doing, Joe, is well. First of all, that's we all know. 
they're so early on in their careers then. What I'm doing is I'm saying this, is that where I see holes in your argument is that we're going to judge people by achieving games and winning games that maybe they shouldn't win where they are the underdog. And my argument back with him has always been he's not doing that. But I don't want to go down a D'Antoni rant because we just we don't agree, and that's fine. Right. Because I'm judging guys on what they're able to do with the talent that they've been provided, and you're you're judging guys simply on rings. I'm not judging guys simply by rings. Oh, and NBA Finals appearances. I'm saying that it comes to a certain point to be an elite-level coach, you have to have some upsets here and there. You have to upset the good team, the great team. You have to make it to a finals. A lot of times— So who are the great coaches in the NBA? Just Greg Popovich? He's the sole good coach in the NBA by your standard? I would put D'Antoni on the level of a, no, 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 no. Of a lot of other really good coaches. No, I don't, no, don't, don't want to know about D'Antoni. I want to know who are elite coaches in the NBA based on your standard. Well, to be honest, I think my standard would Just be- Greg Popovich. Well, he's for certainly one of them. But yet, now that he uh, now that Kawhi Leonard leaves and DeMar DeRozan, how he's losing first-round series, he's not upsetting the Denver Nuggets. By the way, I think Popovich is amazing in the fact that he went to seven games against the two you, seeds. You have been on record saying you think Popovich is better yeah, than— Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, I think Greg Popovich is probably the greatest NBA coach in the history of the game. I also can judge other great coaches in the NBA. I think Brad Stevens is a great coach. I think Mike D'Antoni is a great coach. I think uh, Rick Carlisle is a great coach. I don't think Eric Spolster is a great coach because he had LeBron James in his prime. I don't think Steve Kerr is a great coach because he had the best roster in the history of basketball. I don't think Nick Nurse is a great coach for taking the one seed and adding Kawhi Leonard and winning a championship against But again, with those guys, I don't think we fully know. I think next year when the Warriors don't have Clay and KD for basically the whole year, we are going to find out about Steve Kerr, about... Steph Curry. We didn't find out anything about Steve Kerr when uh, fucking, what's his name? Luke Walton had the greatest coaching start in the history of NBA basketball. I just don't know where you're putting Kerr right now. I'm putting Kerr as a- mediocre? As a good NBA coach. I just I don't know what we're defining here is great, but we've had this conversation. We need we need to like we need to just continue moving on. There's too much shit to talk about tonight, and we can talk about the Lakers. We can talk about uh, the Anthony Davis trade, and, and 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 what do you think of their coach, Vogel? Like he's been he's had great moments with the Indiana Pacers team that had a. Uh, you know, fantastic player in Paul George and not a ton else around him. Um, so I guess we'll see. This This is why some coaches like Steve Kerr, like Phil Jackson, uh, get to be deemed great because they get put in situations where they have to succeed. If you're Vogel, you, you now have the Los Angeles Lakers and all that that means with LeBron James the greatest player of all time, and Anthony Davis, a top five player in the NBA. So now we'll find out. 
Do you like the trade though? You and I. Well, I mean, what is there not? He, they just they just got a top five player to pair with LeBron James. Well, no, I do, but there was a lot of text going on between basically you, me, and Tug have a text thread that. Yeah, but you, but yeah, but you. And I don't know what I don't know what's going on this weekend. Did you guys go out and have? Did you guys? Did somebody spill wine on somebody at dinner? Like you guys are beefing over the sh- dumbest shit I've ever heard We're all not weekend. We're not beefing. Like arguments going on. I'm like, who's what? What, what arguments? I go, what's the arguments here? The, this, the whole weekend's been. No, it wasn't. There was just some little beef, a little chatter about. Tiger Woods and you know the U.S. Open and all that shit. That's and all. draft picks and what draft picks are good and what draft picks are. I was like, Jesus, guys. Who? I was like, I was like, who cares? I was like trying to get removed from this text thread this weekend. Well, you know, we were just going on a deep dive on the trade. I, I think the trade. There's a lot of factors. I think it's a good trade for both teams. I think it's absolutely a good trade for both teams. But I, he wasn't saying that. Is my point? Yeah. Well, he was saying that he for I, for some reason thinks that it's not a good trade because. Either they didn't get Kuzma or they didn't get more draft picks because besides the four pick this year, the next two draft picks theoretically won't be high because the Lakers are going to be good with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, LeBron James has to stay healthy. Anthony Davis has to stay healthy. Um, If those both happen, they will be a really good team. Well, these are the picks, just so everybody knows. They get this year's number four pick. The future picks going to the Pelicans in 2021. Right. It will be a top. We'll go to the New Orleans if it's in the top eight in that year's draft. Well, I don't understand exactly what some of this stuff means. And then we'll become an unprotected pick in 2022 if it isn't. In addition, they're talking about picks going to 2024. Because you can't take. They could the first defer round. that one to 2025. Right. Uh, I don't understand all that stuff. I, okay. Theoretically. You're not going to get as high a pick as the four pick that you're getting this year unless something goes very, very wrong with Anthony Davis and LeBron James simultaneously. So, But here's why it is a good trade from both perspectives. The Lakers got Anthony Davis, and they got it without giving up Ingram and Ball and Kuzma. So one of those three guys remains— Right, they get to keep one of those guys. Now you can fucking like Ingram or hate Ingram. You can like Ball or hate Ball. You can like fucking Hart or hate him. The bottom line is both of those guys are extremely young, and both of those guys are top fucking three draft picks in the NBA draft. So when you're young and you're you have that high of draft status, it's like you traded him them other top five first round picks. Yeah. Now. The GM of the Pelicans obviously likes those guys, or he wouldn't have tried to get them in a fucking trade. Now, the Lakers did it without giving up Kuzma. They only gave up, again, this year's four number four pick and two other first-rounders. It's good from the Pelicans' standpoint because they got those players. They got three first-rounders, which, whether you like it or not, is still three first-rounders, okay? And they did that in a situation where Anthony Davis isn't playing for you ever again. He's not. He demands a trade. He also, in a sense, he didn't have a no trade clause about where he's going to go or where he's not going to go, but he did, he was able to say, and his dad said it outright, he doesn't want to play for Boston. So if he doesn't want to play for Boston, they've got to assume he's not going to resign there. So they're going to only offer a package 
that's something that they're willing to give up and also lose Anthony Davis after a year. Yeah. The Boston Celtics, I think, if they thought Anthony Davis is going to sign a max contract to stay with them for sure, maybe would have given up Tatum. But they can't say that for sure, so they didn't give up Tatum. Now, in my opinion, and if you're a Celtics fan that you're arguing, we can't give up Tatum, he's better than Anthony Davis, literally kill yourself. This is not fucking Joe Prano joking. If you are a basketball fan that thinks Tatum is better than Anthony Davis, I'm saying take your own life. Not, this is not, I'm not having the fun, this isn't kill yourself. This is take your own life, stop watching basketball. He's kidding. I'm not. He's kidding. Anyway. Why is my phone going off? I thought I turned my phone off. I know you're addicted to your phone and you can't turn it off. You need to hear a buzz the whole time. Maybe you're the intern. I'll go turn it off for you. Can you can you turn that off for me, Aaron? I don't know why. It's, I thought I turned it off. Now, now, th- the picks and the parts, the players, that the Lakers could offer, whether anybody likes it or not, is better than what the Celtics could offer if they weren't willing to throw in guys that they didn't want to get rid of if Anthony Davis leaves. Certainly more than the Knicks could offer right now since the Knicks only have uh, one spot higher in the draft and have no one on the level of Ball and Ingram and Hart to offer. I mean, and, and, and by the way, the same thing goes for Knicks fans who didn't want to give up Mitchell Robinson. You're stupid. That's dumb. That's not a thing. The other thing for the Knicks, as, as opposed to the Lakers, is the Lakers are adding Anthony Davis to win right now because they have LeBron James. If you're the New York Knicks, you can only offer a package of things that gets you Anthony Davis but keeps you some sort of talent on your roster to play. You can't just... If the Knicks had traded for Anthony Davis and signed Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving, they wouldn't have been good. And if they signed... Anthony Davis, if they traded for Anthony Davis and didn't get a max free agent, then they're just the Pelicans. We, we've seen what the Pelicans are with just Anthony Davis and no one else. They were not that good. They upset a Blazers team last year, and then they got fucking smoked. They're not a contender. Anthony Davis alone, not a contender. So everybody can argue whichever side of this they want, but the bottom line is The Pelicans got a good deal from the team that had the most to give them and was determined to make the deal. Celtics weren't going to do it. Knicks really didn't have as much to do it. And I don't know what other teams out there were talking about. The Jerry West, undefeated, isn't dismantling the Clippers to get Anthony Davis there. He's not. He's always built the right fucking way. He's not about to do that. And who else are we talking about? What are the other teams that were going to be involved there? I mean, like, unless Pat Riley does that fucking witch doctor shit and comes out of nowhere. But let's be honest. We all knew the teams that were going to be involved in this, and the Lakers had the most assets. And the Lakers got a good deal because they didn't give up Kuzma. And the Pelicans got a good deal because they got a better deal than they were going to get from the Knicks or the Celtics. Well, the Lakers, it's interesting. The West is now, with the injuries that the Warriors have, the West has now become pretty wide open. In fact, I think next year is going to be one of the most interesting years in recent memory because the Warriors obviously have been so goddamn good the last five years. I forget also that the the Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are hurt for the Warriors. Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are hurt and were free agents looking for max deals. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, there's a lot of storylines going on That changes the game. From a million different perspectives. A million perspectives. And 
I am surprised, though, the Lakers have now jumped all the way as, like, the Vegas, I was looking today, the Caesars Palace odds-on favorites to win the title. Yes, we just saw this with the Warriors. You need more than a couple guys. Like, they have a very depleted roster right now. Wait, but, I mean... so first of all, I kind of disagree with you. You do? You need more than a you like are you saying they we just saw that with the Warriors because they needed more than Stephen Clay? Because a Stephen KD Warriors team, obviously they had Clay and they had Draymond, but they gave up all of those they when they got Kevin Durant, they had to let go of all those little pieces that they were able to have so much depth with and they still won the title in nine two titles in nine finals games total because they had two elite players a healthy lebron james and a healthy but they had more than two elite players i mean elite players elite players all nba players i mean clay's fucking elite dude okay clay's elite great but they like you have the Switch the revol- the roles of no clay, but you still had Steph and KD. I still think that they're the champs. Like we're talking, we're Clay's a fantastic player, but like it's offensive to Anthony Davis and LeBron James to put him in the same same way as it is for Steph Curry. Same way as it's it's offensive to LeBron James and Anthony Davis to talk about Steph Curry like he's one of them. He's not. You have the best center in basketball, the best player of all time. Now health is a super important. And, yes, you're going to need pieces. Is Rob Plank an idiot? Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. You get Pat Riley with LeBron and Bosh and Wade, and he goes, I don't know. Give me a poo-poo platter. I'll find the. I'll find this guy here and that guy here. Give me fucking Birdman. Give me Mike Miller. Give me whatever. They went to four straight finals. They won two of them. Okay? You get – and, by the way, as far as player rankings go – Anthony Davis is higher than Bosch or Wade were when those guys, when when LeBron joined that team. One hundred percent. But LeBron's also how many years older? Right. I and I'm I'm saying the health of LeBron James is very important, for sure. He's not old to the point where now he should be, but he's old in minutes and he's old in is he going to be able to stay healthy? But you're saying okay, let's just let's just play a quick hypothetical game. We're gonna have. Kuzma, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Is Rondo still under contract? Yeah, I think so. Let's say let's say Rondo is their point guard, and then I don't know somebody else. You're saying like that's already a pretty scary lineup. Of course it is. When the Warriors are the Warriors minus Steph, the Warriors minus with just Steph minus KD and Clay. Stephen Draymond is the Warriors. Chris Paul's on the block. And the Rockets are probably going, just trying to figure out something around James Harden. The Denver Nuggets. The Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, Nurkic is coming back. Okay. Let's do the game that I like to play. The best player game. The best player, then the second best player, then the third best player. Pick your team. What team you want? A West team? An East team? No what, team, what? no basically, no team has those two players. Well, no team, at best, a team is going to have one player in the top three. 
right? At best. Like, let's say you go, I don't know, the Raptors. Who's the best player in the in the series between this Lakers team and that Raptors team? A healthy LeBron James? If he's playing at a healthy LeBron James level, like no one thinks that LeBron James has fallen off, right? We just think that he hasn't been healthy. You're not, you're not scoring 51 points in a finals game and then falling off a cliff. He just got hurt. So I'm going LeBron James. Then what? Kawhi? Then Anthony Davis? Yeah, that's what I would okay. do. What about that Blazers? LeBron James, then Anthony Davis? Yeah, I then would. Then Lillard? I would. Then McCollum? Yeah. Okay. What about the Rockets? LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Harden? I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, now they have to find pieces. Yeah, they, they got to find somebody. But they, they don't w- have much. Mo- they don't have much wiggle room financially. They have wiggle room. They There's just some. Now this, you know, late story. Uh, uh, at first, it was assumed they had max money, and now it's whether or not the deal goes through on July sixth or July thirtieth will affect yeah. their money. Will Anthony? If Anthony Davis is smart, he'll defer this trade four million dollar trade clause because he 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 stands to make more money being great. Yeah, with the Lakers and signing a contract with the Lakers going forward. Basically, yeah, for people who didn't see, Anthony Davis can decide whether he wants about four and a half million, or he can defer that, and the Lakers have an extra four and a half million, which they could use towards a max player, like a, a Kemba Walker or somebody on that level. Yeah, it's pretty crazy though, man. Shit happened quickly. Do we want to hear a call? Do we want to hear a call from uh, A. Millie registering in from Nolens about what he thinks about that? Sure. Let's uh, let's throw on the headphones again and uh, hop on a quick dirtball call. So he's calling from the Bayou. Hold on. Why is this not? Oh, got to turn the sound on. There we go. All right, let's try it again. Calling in uh, live in effect right after the, the trades, Pelicans and the Lakers. They just got that unibrown freak. And uh, we just gutted the Lakers franchise. I mean, uh, I, I believe LeBron's on his last year of his uh, contract, so is AD. So, I mean, if y'all don't win this year, what are you going to do? And then you need to add more free agents. But that's not what I'm calling about. Here to have a prediction about the Pelican season next year, you know. Got Lonzo Ball, that's cool. Uh, I think he'll like it. He's going to come down here and have sex with a white woman, and uh, he's going to be like, oh, you know, pussy feels good. And uh, <laughs> this is where I had sex for the first time ever, so I'm going to stay. As long as uh, Zion kind of just stays away from Bourbon and Uptown, doesn't get robbed in the third ward or some bullshit like that. I think the Pelicans will be all right. You know, we'll probably trade them away in five years for the next first-round pick. You know, I'm ready for it. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Uh, stay dirty. Take care, boys. Well, by the way, I think Lonzo Ball, he's had sex at least once because uh, he's got a baby mama. So does he have a kid? He does. Wow. He's got a kid on the way. And I, I'm pretty sure being from fucking, you know, Laguna Montoya or whatever fucking part of the OC he's from. I think he's had sex with a white girl too. But 
Look, the Pelicans are in a great position, especially with Zion. They to, are. To build long term. They really are. You can, again, you can, you know, Ruther Stradamus, uh, the, the talent of 20 year olds playing in the NBA, and say, Ingram and Ball are trash and will never be good. But, but hold on, hold on. I want to bring I want to bring up both those guys. What have either of those guys ever fucking done at any level? I guess. Out, out, hold on, outside of high school. I mean, I'm serious because because especially let's talk about Ball for a quick minute. Everyone was on his dick so hard. We live out here. We see it. He went to UCLA. Everybody was on his dick so goddamn hard. But you're a guy that's basically saying um, that. Steve Nash in his first son's run is trash and they oh cool he won a, he won a fucking game of Santa Clara and good good luck have fun with the fucking Mavs and Steve Nash was a 15 seed that upset a number 2 seed Arizona okay like, he did my point is he did do some damage in the NCAA tournament Lonzo Ball I believe lost in either Sweet 16 he was a or- senior he was older when he did that than Lonzo sure. Ball's right now. No, I get it. But my point is this. Everyone's on Lonzo Ball's dick so fucking hard. No, I'm not. I'm just saying you're <laughs> judging a guy who has played. I'm sick of hearing potential. But he's he'd currently be a junior in college. Well, he'd be heading to his senior year. Right. <laughs> but a lot of these guys come out and they're fucking ready to play, man. Young guys. I'm just saying, like, I don't... I don't see a massive ceiling for Lonzo Ball. I just don't. I, I actually see a, maybe a better one for Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball is such a bad shooter. It, it's it's embarrassing. Torx with Wolves probably has a better jump shot. It's embarrassing to watch this guy shoot. Well, he's a better shooter than Jason Kidd out of college. Like, world's better. And Jason Kidd was, again, what did Jason Kidd do? Was he, the MVP uh, of the league. No, hold on, hold on. I, I was <laughs> saying that sarcastically. What did Jason Kidd do? He upset the back-to-back champ Duke with his Cal squad. That's all I'm saying. Like, like I, he hasn't done much. Lonzo Ball hasn't done shit. You're saying in his one year at UCLA. Yeah. Jason Kidd did some shit. He did some work at Cal. Then he came in the league and he was great. I Lonzo Ball to me. I'll fucking look in the camera. Lonzo Ball will never be first. Second, maybe even third team All NBA. He's a he's like he's gonna be another Ricky Rubio or some shit. Not saying Ricky Rubio is terrible. He's like a nice little piece. Ricky Rubio is not a top three pick. Alonzo Ball's not a top three pick. You think he's suddenly gonna develop a jump shot? Well, lots of guys have. What do you got, Aaron? Well, it's funny. I think with. The definitiveness of your statement. I mean, Lonzo is on a one-way track to MVP with the Ruther curse. But aside from that, I think you got to give Lonzo some credit on defense. I mean, he's he's a pretty good defensive player. I could see him okay, later, fair enough. You know, being an all-defensive passer, second team, third team guy. I mean, I think now now that teams have realized his shot, yeah, is awful. There's there's nothing I, to really get from that. He's he, a good, he's a good elsewhere. defender and he can pass. I'm not, I'm not taking that but away. Here's but. my thing. I'm just not jumping to any conclusion whatsoever to a guy who's 20. Okay, that's fine. And so, if you're the Pelicans, and when, you're you're in on when did Jason Kidd win an MVP? By the way, I mean, what what year? Yeah, I mean, it was. Can we look this up. I mean, it was. Yeah. By the way, it was after two teams passed on him. What am I looking up here? Jason Kidd MVP. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
He was a Mav to start. Then he was a Phoenix Sun. Yeah. Then he was a Net. Yeah. So, on his third team, I don't know how old he was. I don't know what age he was. But I'm saying two teams moved on from him because he couldn't shoot. I bet you he had better numbers at the gate okay. than Lonzo Ball. My point is this. You're talking about a guy who, like, he won an MVP while still not being able to shoot. Am I on? Yeah. You're on. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jason Kidd, he, he didn't win any MVPs. Um, he got a lot of, let's see, he had, he was a 10-time All-Star, 6-time All-NBA First Wasn't Team. Wasn't that MVP of the league one year? No, he was six-time all six-team six all NBA first team six-time, and then um, once for the second team, and he was a nine-time All Defensive Player, um, but he was he was never the actual league MVP. He was just a co rookie of the year. Yeah, but with Grant Hill, with Grant Hill, yeah. But I mean, you know, six-time All NBA first team. Yeah, he's great. He's an all-time great. That's fine. I just maybe I am throwing the talent too early on Lonzo Ball and Brandon, tell us this, Brandon what, Ingram. What? The uh, how long into Jason Kidd's career before he takes the Nets to the NBA Finals? Again, probably two thousand. Again, you're looking at Ball at twenty, twenty-one, however old he is. Ingram, who's a year older. Zion coming out as a freshman. Yeah, right. That's if you're three extra first-round draft picks, including the four pick this year. Yeah, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I don't mind the deal for the Pelicans. Well, you mind the deal if you think that the two players they got, two of the three players they got, are trash. Well, that's my opinion. But what the fuck do I know? Obviously, I'm just a dude sitting on a couch in an apartment in Venice Beach. I'm saying that's just my opinion from watching them play in the city that I live in on a nightly basis. Yeah. So to answer your question, uh, kid took the Nets to the finals in 2003. So was that his sixth season? Sixth season? Yeah, fifth season? Yeah, two thousand three. But I all. But again, I, I don't like that comparison. That's just me. You don't like the comparison of Jason Kidd no, to Alonzo Ball because I think Jason Kidd was already more accomplished. He was, and I think he was better out the gate. He couldn't shoot. You got that right. And he was a great defensive player. I just I don't I don't I don't think. I don't think Lonzo Ball is at his level after two years in the NBA than where Jason Kidd was. I mean, Jason Kidd was, you know, co-rookie of the year out at the gate. And much like Lonzo Ball, that first team. Lonzo Ball's averaging eight points a game. Right. dude. I bet you it's close. And Let's look by, it up. And by, the way, and by the way, after winning the co-rookie of the year, the Mavs moved on from him, much like the Lakers have moved on from I think we need to see now, now we need to see this. A side by side stats the first two years, Jason Kidd versus Lonzo Ball. I want points per game, assist, rebounds. Because they both can play defense. All right, so I got his his first season right now. Who's this? Uh for both of them. Okay. Side, side, by, side by side comparison. Um all right, points per game, Lonzo Ball, ten. Jason Kidd, twelve point six. Rebounds. 6.2 versus 6.3. Uh, assist, Lonzo, 6 per game. Jason Kidd, 8.7. And steals per game, Lonzo Ball, 1.6. Jason Kidd, 1.9. And blocks, they're both under 1. Um, I mean, aside from points and assists being slightly higher, they, they look really similar. 
Um, I'll have to look a second second year right now though. He's averaging two and a half more points a game. Two and a, almost <laughs> what? It's a bucket. Three, three and, more, and, and how it's, many, not, it's not a bucket because he's averaging three more assists a game. Yeah. Okay. First of all, he's not. So that's stop, three more. First of all, stop, stop over exaggerating every fucking number. Three more assists is six point something, eight point whatever. He said eight point nine. Yeah, eight point seven. The fucking don't don't go. At, yeah. Also, in minutes, whatever they're, Jason Kidd's coming out and fucking running the Mavs offense. I found the second season, and all right, just give me the numbers. Uh, Jason Kidd, sixteen point six points a game. Uh, Lonzo Ball, seven point eight points a game. It's terrible. Lonzo Ball averaged seven point eight points a game. Who's yeah. the point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? LeBron James. He averaged we, Lonzo. We, Lonzo Ball averaged. He didn't even average eight points a game. Not even eight points a game. He's not even. He's not even averaging two points a quarter. Trash. Yeah. Assist. Uh, kid was averaging nine point seven. Lonzo averaged four point nine. Trash. Getting killed. Yeah. So, so his numbers are going down from the first year to the second year. Yeah. How did that happen? I'm telling you, I watched the Lakers. So you're saying he got worse at basketball in his second year in the NBA? I already know what you're going to say. You're going to use LeBron as the excuse. Of course. He's the point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm just saying, for all the, you know. As far as a prospect goes, to completely rule out Lonzo Ball at this age as being an effective piece in the NBA, look, I don't even fucking think Lonzo's incredible. But I'm just like, you. Here's the thing: you either, you basically are saying the Lakers stole this trade. What? Here's what I'm saying: because you are saying Lonzo Ball is trash and Brandon Ingram is trash. Here's what I'm saying. Again. For someone who's watched them play a lot, I was not impressed. Could they? Turn- By the way, that's what Tug Coker said. What? That the Lakers fucking stole it because of the picks they're giving. And this is why I'm like, why am I watching you guys argue when you're on the fucking same side of the argument? <laughs> I'm the only person that fucking thinks that this is an even trade. And you two are going back and forth. <laughs> both arguing that the Lakers fucking robbed them. Okay, well maybe I wasn't reading the goddamn text. I like to trade for everybody involved. Okay. Well, enjoy uh, two guys who can't shoot. Lonzo Ball. I mean, here's what he needs to do to become good. Just fucking, he needs to be averaging 10 points a game, 10 assists a game, a couple steals a game. Can I bet on him averaging over 12 points in the NBA next year? Can Ooh. I, can I average it? Can I? Can I bet on him averaging 14 in the NBA next year? I would 100% take 14. Great, let's do it, because he's going to be on the fucking New Orleans Pelicans with a bunch of other 20-year-olds. Somebody's going to have to score. 14. You think Lonzo Ball is going to average 14 points a game? Yep. No fucking way in hell. Great. So what are the odds you're giving me? Two to one? Why am I giving you odds? This you is just, just said no bet. way in hell. I started with 12. You said no. I started. I said fourteen. You said no way in hell. Let's go. I'm not giving you odds. I think one of us has to get like a like one of the Ball family haircuts. Is this? I was thinking. Is this a uh, this incognito jersey alert? Yeah, <laughs> incognito jersey. It's gotta be right. Jersey alert. I love it. 
What about what about a a ball family haircut? No, I like that too. But you basically rock the ball family haircut. Say, from yeah, time depends to time. on which yeah, one. That's, 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 a good, that's a good point. Depends on which which family member. But yeah, I mean, what about figure. one of us has to purposely get Lonzo Ball acne for months? What if one of us has to have wear fake Levar Ball teeth for a month? <laughs> No, 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 no. One of us has to buy the big baller brand shoes. They're like $300, dude. And, <laughs> and run a marathon in them in the fucking incognito jersey. And make America great again. <laughs> I like one of us has to fucking buy a pair of those big baller brand shoes. I like it. Like 300 bucks. <laughs> Are they even more? The, yeah, the loser has to buy them for the winner. Oh, man. Okay, mark it down. 14 points a well, game. Well, no, no, no. Now we're going back to 12 then. No, 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 no. You said no way in hell. You said no way in hell. I was trying to I was trying to uh, get my odds. No. You said he had average 10 in the NBA. You no. said you literally that's what he said. No, we're Play talking. the tape. He has uh, he has to average. You know what he needs to be good? He's average 10 points a game in the NBA. I said I said next year for for me to be like, "Oh, he's playing well." I said 10 points a game, 10 assists a game, two steals a game. That's what I said. I'm not. I'm not going below 14 for this bet. You said 14. All right, let's go 22 total for points, assists, and steals. No, I don't like. I don't like throwing that in. You throw in that steals. I don't like that. I, I would be more fair. It'd be so more then let's just go 12 points a game in the NBA. No, you I said 10. I said 14. Let's call it 12. I don't want to do 12. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Trash. Trash scored seven points a game. Trash. Trash. He didn't even mention his shooting percentage. Who's? I'm not arguing he's a good shooter. Well, I'm not even talking. I'm saying. I'm talking free throws, take, bro. 12 points. Take. I'm not taking bet. 12. Now, now you're not taking 12. You couldn't even fucking. You might get me at 12 and a half. You might get me at 12 and a half or 13. Oh, now we're at 13. This guy. I'm just saying. We'll, we'll let the dirt balls decide. What they want to do. Well, Joe, I'll, I'll tell you this much. When the Lakers season does start, we're going to have to open our SeatGeek app and get some tickets because they should be good again, finally. It's been years of mediocre to sub-mediocre teams. SeatGeek is going to be the spot to show us where to get those seats. I gotta Open op- your SeatGeek app. Open it. You can see exactly where you're going to sit. That's what I love most about SeatGeek, guys. It shows you exactly the view from your seat. It doesn't matter whether you're at a concert venue, a theater, a ballpark, football stadium, basketball arena, you name it. It has it all lined up and color-coordinated to show you exactly where you're going to sit. I'm going to be using SeatGeek to head down to Anaheim, the OC, next week to see my dog shit Cincinnati Reds take on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Ridiculous name that they have. Guys, best of all, when you hop on SeatGeek, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show. We hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, comedy, sports, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase purchase all right Prano lots of NBA we got through it yep we made it happen now we got to discuss the most important news of the weekend OJ Simpson is on Twitter 
This is very important news for me as a huge fan, huge, of O.J. Simpson. You're a fan of O.J. Simpson. Is that what you're saying? You're a fan? Oh, he just dropped another tweet three hours ago. A video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we play it? It's about Chris Jenner. Do you want me to play it? Yeah. All right. He's, uh, I think he's uh, he arguing the claims that he's Chloe's father. Is yeah, this yeah. actually happening? OJ has now crossed 600,000 followers. I tweeted this tonight. America cares more about OJ than Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't have 600,000 followers? Tom Brady got on Twitter April 1st because he made the April Fool's joke. Right. Tom Brady doesn't have 550,000 followers. So, therefore... OJ greater than Tom Brady, the true goat. Okay, so OJ has done three tweets, and uh, his first tweet was talking about getting even on people, right? And that a video wa- that was Friday. Then he did a weird one yesterday that was cut off. He has a, somebody. He needs to hire somebody. Look at look at the hire somebody. I don't think he can legally even hire somebody. Like he's not even supposed to have money. He owes like the Goldman family like fucking millions. I've heard that he gets paid like only via Venmo. Are you serious? Yeah, like Venmo, and he he'll like he'll barter for things because he can't actually have funds, or else he has to give it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, Ron Goldman's dad is going to be running this Twitter in like three weeks. Well, this is who OJ is following, just so you know. He adds a couple followers every day. He's following eight people. He's following the PGA Tour, the Buffalo Bills, the <laughs> NFL, Tim Graham, whoever that is, USC football, the Heisman Trophy, ironically, they took it away, Justin Simpson, who sells real estate, I assume that's his son, and Malcolm Laverne. It, you assume that's his son. A lot of people assume that's his son who killed Ron Goldman and his mom. Not his mom, but his stepmom. Too soon. Too soon, Joe. Okay, so tonight's tweet... It happened in 94. It's very too soon. It's 25 years ago. Too soon. Never forget. Tonight's tweet, the caption says, the first thing I want to set straight is this story, Pardo, in parentheses, who was not my manager, is talking about all over the media regarding me and at Chris Jenner. All right, so let's see. I believe this might be about... Chloe being his uh, illegitimate kid. So let's see what the juice has to say. Yours truly. You know, this is my first venture into the social media world, and uh, it's amazing, <laughs> you know, especially how quickly they can <laughs> put know? up counterfeit sites. Anyway, we'll deal with that. Um, my life has always been involved in the sports world, and I suspect as the week goes on, that's pretty much what we'll be talking about. But once in a while, I'm going to go off topic and talk about something else, uh, and this is one of those times. You know, Bob Kardashian, he's like a brother to me. He's a great guy. He met and married uh, Chris, and they really had a terrific time together when they were together. Uh, unfortunately, that ended. But never... And I want to stress, never in any way, shape, or form had I ever had any interest in Chris, romantically or sexually. And I never got any indication that she had any interest in me. So all of these stories are just bogus, bad, you know, tasteless. Um, Chloe, uh, like all the girls, I'm very... Hold on, you got to love OJ, the guy who murdered two people, calling the stories... Classless. Tasteless, tasteless. OJ, you come on. You're recording this turn video. It, turn his ex-wife into a Pez dispenser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're recording this from a flip phone. Come on, OJ. That's what's tasteless. Get some better picture quality. Okay, let's continue. 
be proud of, just like I know Bob would be. Uh, oh, Jim. Ruth, they're talking he about was here, quality. But the simple facts of the matter is uh, she's not mine. Now, <laughs> one of the people who's spreading this rumor is a guy that the media loves to say is my manager. I had one manager in my whole life, Chuck Barnes, when I came out of USC for three years. Unfortunately, he died about 45 years ago. But even before he died, I opened Damn, my Damn, OJ killed Chuck, too? With uh, the help of Skip Taft, my lawyer, my um, two assistants, Marilyn O'Brien, the late Marilyn O'Brien, and Kathy Randa. Um, what is he talking I, I about? I've always managed my own affairs. The Oscar and speech? I like to think very successfully. <laughs> I want to thank my manager, my lawyer. Couldn't have done it without you. Bob Taft, Jim Taft, Bob Graham, Graham Taft. Oh, this is amazing. All right, only 20 more seconds of the juice. So when you see these guys like Norm and these guys claim that they're my uh, manager, it's just not true. I may have done a deal here or there with them, but none of these guys have ever was anything remotely like a manager for me. In any event, that's it for today. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Take care. You're like... I feel like we're about a week away from my juice impression being just fucking locked and loaded. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask you this. OJ is already at 600,000 followers since Friday. I'm going to put this out there. Chris Jenner is at 10.3 million. At what point does OJ... never. Okay? Never. You don't think he's going to... Let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? You don't think he's going to eclipse Chris Jenner? No. I think he does. Okay. <laughs> he's got to he's got to stay on this pace though. He's got to stay on a hot pace. He needs what the juice needs is to not have been in the media for murdering two people. Like there's going to be people who draw the line at not following a murderer. Well, clearly they haven't yet. 600,000 of them. When I saw that he put out a video Friday, it was, fr- it was Friday night. He was at 12,500. This was at like 10 o'clock. You know me. Like my, my juice senses were going off. They were tingling. I was like, what, OJ? OJ has a Twitter? Instantly followed him on Dirty Sports and my personal. I got a DM today, <laughs> some dirtball DM me. They go, what are the odds of you guys getting O.J. Simpson on your podcast? Probably too big for us already. Maybe before he was on Twitter. Although DMing him, I guess. I guess everybody tweet at O.J. Simpson. <laughs> what is he, at the real juice 32 or some shit like that? Yeah, he's at, uh, how many people are tweeting at him, you think? He's getting all the time. Yeah, but I mean the dirt balls are strong. If you're listening to this, it's at the real OJ32. Hold on, yeah, hold on. At the real Juice32 on Twitter. Send him a message. Hashtag Juice on DS. Well, we have we have we have some people who've worked with him that we know. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, David Zucker. Yeah, and I don't think they're still talk. You don't think they're they're gonna they're gonna work together in the future? I I I would say doubtful. What's his move, dude? This is all gearing up for something, though, right? A hundred percent. An e-reality show? They don't give a fuck, right? 
they're just going to move him in next door to the Kardashians. He may not have had interest in Chris before, but he does now <laughs> on this week's OJ and Kanye go to Vegas. I mean, judging off how he sounded in his videos, I don't know if his voice is always like that, but I was like, yeah, we're we listening to a Transformers movie. I, I love mean, yeah. how he sounds. Like, you've never heard OJ talk, yeah. but he sounds like he's literally from the Transformers movies. If you ever seen yeah. Transformers, he is a Decepticon at this point. Mike Aaron, yeah, close, very close. Uh, you probably were looking at me like, why is Ruther trying to f- give fellatio to his mic? I, he's definitely got a podcast coming soon, I think. A podcast? Yeah, the podcast game, bro. He's about, he's about to be running those fucking Harry's ads and uh, for hims and shit. I don't think Harry's... <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> Don't I'm not man. even going to bring up the fifth trimmer blade. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Harry's Razor is fine sponsor of this show. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But yeah, I'd say the odds of us getting OJ. I'll be honest. Do I, we still have? Do we still do work with the cleaning product company at all? No, they dropped us. What was that one? I don't know. Some organic bullshit cleaning company. Mothers or something like that. The fucking like, make sure you use organic. You know when you, if you have let's say sixty to eighty quarts of blood in your house, you don't want to use Lysol, Windex, clean that up. Use a natural cleaning solvent. How would you feel about OJ? When I run away from the cops. I exclusively run away in free fly. <laughs> like, how would you feel about OJ sitting on the couch, man? Sure, I'll, man. I'll be honest. I'd be uncomfortable, though. You like, think? Like, I would let him do it. I mean, I've said forever, I would bring OJ like, on the show. What's wrong with this carpet? <laughs> Somebody get murdered in here? <laughs> Is that a blessing? That's a milkshake, OJ. Oh. <laughs> Thought maybe you murdered my ex-wife and a waiter in here. <laughs> yes. I already see it. Freno's OJ is coming together. Excellent. I see it formulating right now. You got to follow him, bro. I already followed him. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, don't lay me down, I, man. I followed him because I was like, I can't be missing. I don't want to be following OJ, but I can't be missing OJ tweets. Yeah. No, I agree, man. Well, another crazy former NFL player news. We have another update to Kellen Winslow By Jr. the way, I was reminded. You saw that tweet? Did you see that tweet that of the kid who reminded me? Do you remember my original claim? I had completely forgotten about it. Do you remember my original claim? And you were so offended by it because I felt like it dipped into your world. But I was like, probably a crazy porn addict. And you're like, porn addiction has nothing to do with this guy like raping fucking elderly people. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like people are. Turns out he's crazy into porn. Kellen Winslow Jr. Yeah. I made that claim and you were like, God, porn and fucking jerking off, killing people and murdering Raping people have nothing to do with one Yeah, I stand by that. He's he's an anomaly, dude. I mean, it's a wild story. For anybody who missed it. Shout out to whoever that was that reminded me of that, by the way. And we'll have to go pull that clip, too. Sports Illustrated did a lengthy story on Kellen Winslow Jr. after he was uh, found guilty last week of rape. And uh, these are some of the wild things that came out. He would freely masturbate in the locker room on his teams and look at porn with no regard for anybody around him. It said he could count on having an empty seat next to many team flight 
due to his ritual of watching hardcore porn on his portable DVD player, according to unknown sources. On one occasion, the team's equipment manager had to deliver gear to locker the locker room hours after you know practice ended, and he walked in the middle of the locker room, and Kellen Winslow was masturbating in his locker two seats away from the locker room entrance. I mean, if he's doing it on a plane, who the gives a shit what seat in the locker room he's in? It goes on to say in the you Sports Illustrated. You know when you're on a plane, you know what seat you have to be in to be right next to somebody? Any seat. Yeah. Unless he's fucking in the cockpit. He's sharing an armrest with somebody. It goes on to say when porn became widely available on mobile phones, he would often watch it on his smartphone during team meetings, two former teammates have said. Teammates begged out of sharing hotel rooms with Kellen Winslow Jr. because he would watch porn and masturbate openly in front of teammates. He had no regard for who was in the room, whether it was a teammate, a team official. How come you don't want a room with Winslow? (laughs) Well, Coach, uh, I don't know how to put this, but uh, he aggressively masturbates to porn pretty much the whole time we're there. Also, yesterday, he picked up a 75-year-old homeless hitchhiker and raped her in the bathroom. So... I don't know if you want me to be stay on sides on Sunday. Maybe I don't have to uh, sleep in the same room as this guy. Talk about not good for team chemistry. One guy is just a fucking walking. He's the, you know what he is? You remember Conan's old bit, the masturbating bear? Yeah. Kellen Winslow Jr. He's is a masturbating soldier. I'm a soldier. <laughs> but this is the last great part of the story. Later on in his career... After no, the he, last great part of the story is that he was a guest on this show, on this <laughs> very show. So literally, that's why we can have OJ. <laughs> yeah. Because he'll never be worse. Good point. Later on in his career, after being sent back to Tampa Bay via trade, Winslow acquired a life-size silicon mold of a woman's torso, complete with vaginal and anus, to bring with him on road trips, according to a former team assistant. <laughs> well, Coach, the thing is, if no one's going to room with me, but I have two beds, I figured I may as well bring my own roommate. Can you imagine him? Uh, does this fit in the carry-on? Do I have to check this luggage? That's a fucking woman's vagina, bro. The whole abdomen. <laughs> unbelievable OJ's hearing this and going I didn't know you could get women with their heads off already (laughs) (laughs) why didn't somebody tell me you know what I should pull up it's about legacy yo I should pull up uh, if I still have the email about what his publicist said I couldn't ask him because this is so funny. She goes, don't ask him about his porn addiction. I should have seen signs of this. She goes, don't ask him about having sex with homeless hitchhikers. So this is an email from, I have it pulled up, from October 19th, 2016, from his agency, from his sports agency. She said, Kellen, all right, he's in San Diego. We'd love to have a phone call. She goes, we would also like it to be a positive. Yeah, by the way, he was when she said he was in San Diego, he was in a fucking trailer park in Encinitas, hiding in a, behind a bush. <laughs> the taser. This is from his uh, agent, the agency he works with, or somebody who works up there. She said, we would like this to be a positive interview, focusing on current NFL news and Kellen's comeback. We don't want to discuss 
any of his past off the field issues. How about his current <laughs> off the field issues? How about his future <laughs> off the field issues? Because at the time, all that was was him masturbating in a Target parking lot. Yeah. That's all that was. It's when he got caught jacking off in a Target parking lot. Who knew? Who fucking knew? Yeah, you made a good point. OJ really can't get that much worse as a guest. We're going back to earphones? What do we have now? Well, the only reason... Do I have this? Uh, my my thinking, by the way, I just saw a comment. This is this is a great point. Shout out to Benangi. What is the possibility that Kellen Winslow Jr. was jerking off while during the phone interview? Yeah. I mean, this is a great point. He could have been masturbating. That's why he didn't want to do it in person. <laughs> well, actually, that wouldn't have mattered for him. Yeah. He would have just dropped his pants mid-YouTube video. He pulled out a torso and just went to town. This guy. Fuck it. I was looking for the It's About Legacy yell. <laughs> Too much work. Too much work. We all, we've all heard it. That's why we need a soundboard for twerks. Twerks over there. Yeah, I agree. All right. Is it dirtball call time? What do we know. What do we got? What else we got here? Oh, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people wanted to talk. Uh, just so we know, when we get to dirtball calls, a lot of a lot of opinions on the women's World Cup. Okay. Agreeing and disagreeing with both of us. I'm just not going to play. I have those calls here, but to me, it's pointless in playing them. Okay. Because you and I disagree, which is fine. Yeah. I'll we, we, I'll, I'll say this. It was even mentioned on Dirty Slides. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll say this because I checked today. So here's a fun fact. If you the the number of goals the women scored in that first game, 13, an odd number. Let's say you go one more than an even half, right? Say you take away seven of their goals from the first game. They still have two more goals. They Actually, sorry. If you take away seven of their goals from the first game, they have a three goal higher goal differential than the second most team in the tournament right now. It's almost like the goal differential argument is the dumbest and most offensive thing that anybody's ever said. Yeah, I never, I never use that part no, of the argument. No, but a lot of people are like, Dude, like, read any reply to any of these comments. The goal differential is the difference in the fucking pool play. So it's like anybody who's ever saying that, it's like it's so well, the goal dumb. Goal differential shuts off at a certain point when you have so many goals. Right, and also, then the 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 women, the U.S. women, by the way, didn't lose a game in the last World Cup. So anybody that thought they were losing, like I don't think the U.S. women thought they were losing a game to fucking Sweden and Chile and f- the Thailand, like. I like how you said that. Very nice accent, Chile. Is that who they played? Right, and they yeah. played today. Today, not Chile. Oh, Chile. It's not, a, it's not a fucking Midwest ribs restaurant. It's fucking Chile. It's uh, a country. Excuse me. It's not a it's not a ribs restaurant. Skyline's not a ribs restaurant, Joe Prado. No. Ch- Chili's. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were taking a dig at Skyline. Uh, I did watch the U.S. Open, some of it. Did you? No. None of it? No. I wa- Yeah, I watched a little bit yesterday. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what what do you want. Uh, I'm not a golf fan. I've admitted that on numerous podcasts. I also don't believe that there are golf fans. I'm sick of hearing from people on our show who claim to be golf fans. It took the Tug Tracker hitting at Tug Coker with a cattle prong today just to get Tug Coker to tweet about golf. Oh, shots uh, fired. There are no golf fans. You're not golf fans. No one watches golf. I checked right before I got here. We're not doing this again. We're never doing this again. There's 200. 
10 tweets about Brooks Kepka in the last hour before I arrived. There's 1,260 t- tweets about Tiger Woods Are in the last jo- hour before I arrived. There was only 210? Yes. When you go and it says 210 tweets in the last about hour. About Brooks Kepka. Yeah. So no one's a golf fan. Golf fans aren't a real thing. No one cares about golf. It wasn't fucking trending today. No one was trending because no one cares. Well, Brooks Kepka was trending. He was the number one trend. For what? Three minutes? No, he was. No I was, one cares I was, about golf. It's fine. I don't care about golf. You don't care about golf. None of our listeners can, care no, about golf. Let's the, stop talking about golf. I'm sick of talking about golf. This is the irony. I have said I'm I ca- made the. I've t- cared more about golf because of our listeners. I made the Tiger Woods point years ago, like years ago on the show about the way ESPN and all these things cover it. You've now beaten a dead bush, as you would like to say. Yeah, with I really, yeah, I really have. It's over. I don't care. I don't want to talk about golf. No one who listens to the show wants to talk about golf. No one who participates in this show wants to talk about golf. There are no golf fans. There are only Tiger Woods slurpers. The end. We're not talking about golf. One quick stat, though. <laughs> I saw a Bill Simmons tweet. It's actually an interesting stat. I know, and no one cares. Brooks Kepka in his last six majors, so the big dogs, the important ones, his finishing placement has been first, 39th, first, second, First, second. Great. Call me when there's a golfer that is playing at a high level like Tiger Woods once was. No one cares about golf. But that's what I'm saying. Brooks Kepka is. Right. And that's what I'm saying. People who say that are liars. They're not actually golf fans. No one cares about golf. Stop pretending you care about golf. We're not talking about golf on this show anymore. Never? Never. Because we don't care about golf, nor does anybody who listens to the show. I've watched the last I three- go on the Dirty Sports Twitter, and you follow Dirtballs back. And I look at the Dirty Sports Twitter feed sometimes when I need to get more opinions on things. No one's tweeting about golf today. No one gave a shit. No one cares. I tweeted. Great. You tweeted about fucking Tiger Woods. No, but then I made a tweet about sweep the leg, which I thought was funny. Great. Because you were watching. Yeah, I was. Awesome. I've watched... The- I've watched... Uh- I've watched every major this year, at least parts of it. Anyway, Joe doesn't want to talk golf. You know what? Follow me. We can uh, move on to dirtball calls. Let's there's hundreds of there's no laying up. There's poor sauce. There's fucking whatever pizza star on Kevin Powers we're doing. Um, I just want to say before we're going to calls and we're getting the calls loaded up. Uh, a couple of donations I want to give a shout out to from the comments. Uh, first one is the Han Stoli shout out. He said, uh, "Great hats." And then the next donation we got was from Owen uh, for Ruther to take a rip from the pen. A little late, but, you know, it's your yeah. call. You can say you can table it for next time. Yeah, we can table that for next time. I got shit to do. Can't yeah. Be, Thanks, be. guys, for all the donations. Appreciate it. Keep them coming. Yes, much love to uh, the Dirtballs for the donations. All right, Dirtball call time. Dirtballs, Dirtball calls. Dirtballs, Dirtball calls. We got the... All right, so we have a lot of calls, Joe, uh, leftover calls okay. that we haven't had a chance to get sure. to. Uh, we'll start off with uh, with this guy. And uh, I feel you might go off, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Hello, Dirty Sports. This is your boy, Alex, calling in from the Bay Area once again. Um, I just have some thoughts about your... Uh, NBA Finals discourse uh, over the past few weeks. Um, I've been really disappointed just because every time, you know, you guys talk about the Finals, it's, oh, you just, you know, you have to bring in LeBron to every single thing. And, you know, I believe 
and have argued with my friends and other people that LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. So it's very frustrating for you guys just to bring up him every single time. Like he's not, not in the series. He didn't even make the playoffs. No one else is talking about him. And Joe, especially you, you just connect every single thing back to LeBron James. And it's like, man, just let it be. Give it a rest. Maybe give some real basketball analysis Ooh. like you guys used to. I don't Ooh. know. I just thought, um, I guess, um, hopefully you take my advice and we can actually have some good discussions and be fun to, fun to listen to again. All right, that's it. Can, Stay can I... No, I'd, li- I'd like to. For I'd like to quickly. The Raptors, of course. I'd like to quickly attack uh, the. I mean, I think it's it's funny that he brings it up because it's actually he's accusing me of two things simultaneously: talking about LeBron and not having an actual analysis of the NBA Finals, which is actually connected. And the reason that LeBron James was brought up is because, unlike LeBron James, Steph Curry. Cannot do it alone. Steph Curry is not a dominant NBA player without a dominant team around him, unlike LeBron James, which is why when he loses his second best player, when he loses an Andre Iguodala for a game, when he loses his Kevin Looney for a game, when he loses his Draymond Green for kicking a guy in the nuts, when he loses Steph to an in- or Clay to an injury, he does not win and he plays poorly. So. The basketball analysis is your Golden State Warriors dynasty is over, and it is because, unlike LeBron James, Steph Curry cannot do it alone. So enjoy being a Bay Area basketball fan. And condoms are absolutely for the Toronto Raptors because they're going around fucking your women because you were left with Steph Curry, one of the, if not the, single greatest shooter of all time, but not a player that should ever, 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 ever be mentioned in the same category as LeBron James, a true dominant player. What is our basketball analysis? Our basketball analysis is when you're talking about players that can single-handedly change a NBA Finals You can talk about LeBron James, and you can talk about Kevin Durant, but you can't talk about Steph Curry that way. That's why you took a big, fat fucking L. You're probably sitting there saying condoms are for the Toronto Raptors before the fucking series starts. How's that fucking condoms feeling now? Now that you don't have a LeBron James player. Now that you have a guy with two fraudulent MVP awards stolen from LeBron James. How does it feel... To hear my basketball analysis that your fucking dynasty is over because you've got a shooter and you're trying to act like he's on the level of LeBron James. The end. Oh, but if you'd like to call with your of your own basketball analysis instead of being a Golden State Warriors slurper and feeling bad that I keep bringing up the guy who is the only reason your team was in the position it was. The only reason Steph didn't have... Help, help in the form of depth is because they had to give $30 million to Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James. So suddenly you don't have depth when Kevin Durant goes out? Why don't you have it? You know why? LeBron James. That's the analysis of the NBA Finals. You lost your best player and don't have support because you brought in that best player solely to beat LeBron James. You can't talk about this Warriors team as it as as it is 
currently constructed without talking about LeBron James because they are directly linked to one another. Kevin Durant is on this Warriors team because this Warriors team can't beat LeBron James without him. And the Warriors lose to the Toronto Raptors because they don't have depth because they brought in Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James. So there's literally the actual basketball analysis that everybody should be talking about with its NBA Finals. When people talk about why this NBA Finals went the way it did, they should only be bringing up LeBron James. Thanks for your call. Definitely call back with another one. Well, I uh, I want to say this to you and, and anyone else out there. Guys, we, we do a long show twice a week, usually 90 minutes to two hours. And I'm starting to pick up maybe, and that's fine. You guys have busy lives. People aren't listening to the full episodes. So as someone who puts the show together, I want to say this, Alex. You're not listening to the full episodes if you're saying... No, I disagree with you. Hold on, hold on. Can I finish? You're not listening to full episodes if you're saying we're not giving basketball analysis. Because that's just not true. That's just that's just not true, dude. Whether whether we're right or wrong, whatever, that, that's up for debate. You That can be up to the listener. But to say we're not giving basketball analysis is... That's just a lie. But I, I, you're you're giving him, you're actually letting him off the hook, instead of answering what he's actually saying. Why are you talking about LeBron James when he's not playing? Because this NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors is directly related to LeBron James. I know, but hold on. Who was the one seed in the East last year? Who was the one seed in the NBA? Eastern Conference last season. It was the war, or I'm sorry, it was the Raptors. Why didn't the Raptors make it to the NBA Finals last year? Well, obviously they lost to the Cavs. Who had? LeBron James. And then, instead of saying, hey, we lost to LeBron James, but we were the one seed. We'll get him next year. We'll have more playoff experience. Blah, 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 blah. But they didn't do that. What did they do? Well, obviously they traded for Kawhi. Who is? What? An elite NBA player, an elite NBA wing defender, a player who has defended LeBron James in the NBA Finals and won the MVP. So the Eastern Conference champion this year and the Western Conference champion this year that played in the NBA Finals both made significant roster adjustments solely To beat LeBron James. And you want to talk about the Toronto Raptors, Golden State Warriors, NBA Finals without talking about LeBron James? It's not that you didn't listen to the whole show. It's that you don't understand basketball or how it works. You're a Warriors fan. Don't you wish you had depth? Don't you wish? Don't you wish you had depth still? Don't you wish you still had the David Wests? Don't you wish you still had all those guys that were coming off the bench? Don't you wish you still had JaVale McGee? Don't you wish you had... Don't you wish you didn't have to go to China and get Andrew Bogut or Australia or whatever the fuck he was playing to come back and play for you? Don't you wish you did, but you don't because you had Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James, but then Kevin Durant got motherfucking hurt and you lost the NBA Finals. Dynasty over. 
learn basketball, and then maybe you'll hear our basketball analysis. Or sit there and complain that we're talking about LeBron James too much. Why don't you talk about the Warriors? Why don't you talk about how the Warriors are going to do against the Toronto Raptors without Kevin Durant? Well, they're going to do bad because they don't have much depth without Kevin Durant because they gave it all up to beat LeBron James. Fuck you. Yeah. Don't let people off the hook with you didn't listen to the whole episode. No. Well, hold on, Joe. Hold on. You're it's, obviously it's a you're Jimmy, obviously way more, it's Jimi more. Hendrix and fucking white man can't jump. You're listening to the show. You're just not hearing the show. Well, I do think you're gonna kill me for this. I do think we talk LeBron too much at times. Hold on. Just like we get in Russell Wilson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Eli, like all those. Those things. are those that that's completely. Those are worldly different things. Russell Wilson and Eli Manning had zero playoff wins together this year. Their teams were not contenders, and their teams were never going to be contenders. And Russell Wilson didn't have any effect on the league, and Eli Manning didn't have any effect on the league. LeBron, every single thing LeBron James does affects basketball. Oh, the top five, a top five player and the best center in the NBA just happens to be playing on the Lakers now? How'd that happen? He probably would have come here to play fucking Lonzo Ball and fucking Kyle Kuzma, wouldn't he have? He couldn't wait to No. They did that because they have LeBron James. And and uh, who? Who's the Vegas odds-on favorite? Uh, Vegas just fucking cares about LeBron James too much. They're all LeBron James slurpers. This NBA Finals, LeBron watched, and he had a bigger part of this NBA Finals than Jeremy Lin did. Then fucking, honestly, then a lot of guys who stepped on the floor in this NBA Finals did. LeBron James had more of an effect on this NBA Finals than Quinn Cook. Well, Facts. Well, he did from, he surely did. From the way these rosters were constructed. Well, and not just that, he surely did from viewer standpoint. Joe, I think, did you send me this? I think it's incorrect. And also we're not considering Canada. And it doesn't matter because that doesn't have anything to do with basketball. But the fact of the matter is this series was wholly affected by LeBron James' presence in the NBA, whether you like it or not. Man, I'm scared to play the next call because I think it's some Eli Manning shade. Good. Bring on the <laughs> Eli Manning shade. I mean, I hope I hope there's more fucking truth to it than the question that we just got. R.I.P. Alex. <laughs> He's a Warriors fan. He's a Warriors fan. They just watched him lose because they didn't have anybody once Kevin Durant got hurt. And they only have Kevin Durant because Draymond Green went to a parking lot by his own admission and made a crying phone call to Kevin Durant to help them beat LeBron James. What the fuck are we talking about here? How are you talking about this 20... How are you talking about the Warriors team as it has been constructed over the past three years and will be constructed going forward without talking about LeBron James? It's like saying... It's like talking about the uh, a Celtics team that played a Blazers team in the NBA Finals in the 80s or a Lakers team that played a fucking Sixers team in the NBA Finals, you still have to talk about the Celtics when the Lakers aren't in the NBA Finals. You still have to talk about the Lakers when the Celtics aren't. The, these two teams are constructed to beat one another. Both teams in this NBA Finals constructed for the sole purpose of not losing again to LeBron James as underdogs. You want to hear about basketball talk? 
but you want to go to you want to talk you want to watch ESPN and you want to watch fucking first take and you want to watch all that when they're not bringing up this guy you're wrong let's get to the root of the problem here the warriors don't have depth because of LeBron James well and the raptors have Kawhi Leonard because of LeBron James is would you say those are the two lead storylines of the NBA finals would you say it's the Toronto Raptors finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard and the lack of Kevin Durant, would you say those are the two lead stories? Kawhi and KD, yeah, those are the most important. And Steph Curry not being able to hit a clutch shot. Also, like we said, because he's not a fucking single ball-dominant player that can get his own shot. <sighs> I mean, learn the fucking, learn what... Stop rooting for your team and start rooting. Start watching what's actually happening in the league. The whole thing is affected by all of these guys. There's like three guys who affect the whole fucking league. There's one guy who affects it more than anybody else. Did you see Bobby Marks' tweet today? 11% of the, tr- of the trades in the NBA are with teams LeBron James, uh, involves team LeBron James are on. Because... Every uh, team uh, that gets LeBron James... 11% of what? Trades made in the NBA over the last 10 years or whatever. Pull okay. up the tweet. Bobby Marks. Pull up the tweet. Involve teams LeBron James is on. Why? Because the second LeBron James gets there, a team knows that they're contenders, and they have to start putting pieces around them. I mean, the Warriors lost because they don't have Kevin Durant. And they didn't have backup fucking guys to come in and step up and play well behind him. And they didn't have that because you don't have endless money. And they had to have fucking three max players or three close to max players to beat LeBron James. That's why the Warriors don't have the epic depth that they had in the first year and the first two years that they made the NBA Finals without Kevin Durant. Yeah, I found the uh, the Bobby Marks tweet. So it says... Uh, the cost of doing business with LeBron. Since July 2010, there have been 42 different trades uh, with LeBron James on the roster, and that is 11% of the 464 trades during that period in the NBA have dealt with LeBron. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious for anybody who follows. Teams are making moves. Okay, we got to get – let's just get through this last call. I think that'll be it. Hold on, that was a that was a quick one. Let's try this one. This is the right one. He left two. Oh, hold on a second. Sorry. All right, it's this one. No chill, Um, and so basically. Oh my God! Can you rewind this shit? By the way, if there's any mention here of like NBA Finals MVPs versus Super Bowl MVPs, I will refuse to. Respond to the call. I, I literally honestly don't remember what it's about. Let's see. I don't remember. Okay. This message is for the Giants homer, Joey Nocho Prano. Um, and so basically, Eli Manning is Kobe Bryant. If you think about it, Kobe Bryant shoots in triple coverage, clanks off the rim. Eli Manning throws in triple coverage and gets intercepted. So I think 
we should start calling, um, when you throw it in the trash and you miss, we should start calling that Eli Manning instead of Kobe. And second of all, I think they're similar in that at the tail end of their career, they just drained their teams of the money. Kobe Bryant gotten paid like $40 million at the end of his career to play like shit. And the same thing with Eli Manning, where they should have gotten rid of him a long time ago. Tell me what you guys think. How's it going? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, it's first of all, it's oh a first of all, it's a horrific uh comparison. Also, like Kobe or like the the Kobe slurpers of the world think Kobe's a top 3 NBA player of all time, whereas realistic people will put Kobe Bryant in like the I mean, I I feel like I'm a Kobe truther. What? Maybe he's the 20th best player of all time? All right. Eli Manning's the 20th best player in the history of football. I'll take it. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Couldn't agree more. Of all the players in the history of the NFL, you Eli put, Manning is a top 20 player. Thank you for your call. You put Kobe 20th. Yeah. In that realm. I mean, I have to break it down pretty severely. But I've said it before on this show, and I'll say it again. I like the Tracy and McGrady thing you've Tracy said. Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki. These are guys that all take over Kobe Bryant for what they were able to do for teams that didn't have anybody else on it. Put Kevin Garnett and Shaq on the same team. They have 15 titles. Put fucking Tracy McGrady. They have fucking nine. Like, per Dirk Nowitzki, it's like it's not fucking close. Give me, Give me... Tim Duncan over him, obviously. Like you want me to start reeling off players? I'll probably he'll get he'll be between fifteen and twenty. That's for sure. Reel off ten players real quick. Reel off ten? Yeah. Ten players? Yeah. Okay. Uh LeBron James. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Do you want me to include guys that I watched play or didn't like all time? Kareem. Okay. Wilt, Bill Russell, Shaq, Duncan. We're already at eight. Dirk Nowitzki. Kevin Garnett, uh, uh, fucking Barkley, um, Hakeem Olajuwon. Carl Malone. Carl Malone, I don't know. They, there was two guys on that team that were fucking hard to say who was more important for that type of fucking team. But, like, I mean, like, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's, like, fucking massive holes in there. Larry Bird. Like, we're, I mean, like, we're already at 14, I yeah, think. We're, I mean, we're at Larry Bird. You know what I mean? Like, I'm forgetting guys if I got to sit down and put these guys in order, like where's Jerry West? Where's like, I don't know about the guys, but like, I'll tell you one thing. Kobe Bryant's not in the top 10 guys I've watched play in my life. He did score. 80. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. He did score 81 on a Toronto Raptors team at home. Yeah, I know. And Eli Manning threw for 500 yards against the Tampa Bay team at home. <laughs> Eli Manning's the 20th best player to ever play the game of football. Correct guy. Okay. I also wanted to um, just add in some stats to, to support Eli because I know I jokingly wasn't just around how saying that Russell Wilson and you know was much better than Eli, but um, just a shout out Eli here. So last season he had his his fourth, mo- fourth most uh, passing yards ever in a season. He also had his highest completion percentage in his whole career last season, um, and he still attempted. You know, I think it was his third most attempts ever in a season. So I mean, he's. He's still doing it, even with the talent he has around him. So I don't even know. with a despicable offensive line. Yeah, I mean, he had Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, you have two top five players at their position. 
playing. It's not like he's playing with dog shit guys. Right. He's just playing with the dog shit offensive line, which is more important than both of those things. Oh, we're not going to agree on the Eli, a lot of the Eli stuff. Anyway, it's too long of an episode already. That is the show for calls. 310-359-8365. That was a pretty epic rant for you now on Alex. I mean, what do you want me to say? I can't. I can't. Look, I can only show up to your place two hours a week. I can't then get off, drive to particular dirtballs houses hold their hands <laughs> explain to them the show like i don't and no one has time to walk a golden state warriors fan through why they have no depth and why losing the best player on their team is just an is was a a curse to them absolutely not by the way didn't play a game seven of the nba finals the raptors blew games in that fucking series it was a competitive series, but it wasn't that competitive of a series. And that's because Kevin Durant was out. It's like, I can't I can't come to your house. I get it. You're a Warriors fan. You live in the Bay Area. I can't come to your house and explain to you why LeBron James was like the third most important person in you losing this series. Behind like Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant. Maybe Steph Curry. But, like, like, how about this? Kawhi Leonard and, like, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant are because of LeBron James. So he might be the single most important person. I can't walk you through this. I can't. You guys like the show. You don't like the show. Listen if you want to listen. Don't listen if you don't want to listen. I don't have time to explain things to you. We're not going to do an hour Every time I have to bring up LeBron James, telling you why I have to bring him up, you either get you either get it or you don't get it. I am assuming at this point now that the Golden State Warriors fans get it. I know that call was from early in the series or before the series, but I think Alex now knows how LeBron James affected this series. Not well, not well for you guys. You lost the one player that you gave up your whole team for to beat LeBron James, and then uh, you lost the series. And now, thank you. The fucking a team from Canada is the NBA champs. Sorry for your troubles, Warriors fans. All right, well that's the show. You guys can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can also subscribe to us on where every podcast is available, and also subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you leave a iTunes review, that's still happening. The koozies are coming in this week, I think. If you leave an iTunes review, drop your Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will send you two free koozies. Just an iTunes review. Even if you left an old one, do a new one, and uh, I'll send that out. You can follow me on all social media at Andy Ruther. Joe Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram. Uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, headlining Bridgeport on June 27th. Shout out to the Dirtballs, who have already messaged me that they're coming to that. Uh, go to JoePrano.com. I'll be in New York. I will be in Connecticut. I will be in San Francisco. Andy's coming to San Francisco. I will be in Oakland. Andy's coming to Oakland. We'll be in Santa Cruz. Yo, we'll be in Tahoe. We'll be in Los Angeles. We'll be in Huntington Beach. All kinds of places. Uh, go to JoePrano.com, slide into my DMs. Shout out to Brad who came to the show at uh, the Improv on Friday or Saturday. 
Dirt balls whenever I can. Guest list is open to you, and I will get you on it. Buy tickets uh, if you're in the tri-state area to Bridgeport on June 27th. And uh, slide into my at Venmo mentions if you want uh, a Joe Prano Takes a Stand special. I ran out of ink in my gold pen, so the rest of them are going out. If you haven't received yours yet, you'll receive it in three to five days as I'm mailing them all tomorrow. Alrighty. You guys can follow Aaron at DS Interns. And uh, that's the show. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week. And most importantly, stay dirty.